Apple released iOS 14.5, and it is a major update to the iPhone operating system. We'll talk about our favorite features on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So yeah, iOS 14.5 was released on Monday. It's a big update with a lot of new features. Uh, I think we'll get to each of our favorites in a second, but we should probably talk about the uh, elephant in the room, the app tracking transparency. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a happy elephant. <laughs> he's he's here to help us. <laughs> yeah, and, and we mentioned iOS 14.5, but really it's all the OSs. You know, Mac OS 11.3, right. TV OS, mm-hmm. Watch OS 7.4. Like they a big update for all the things. Maybe let's anyway, start doing app tracking transparency. So this is that controversial feature that some companies like Facebook are kind of angry about. Uh, ATT, as we'll call it. It basically. I wonder if, if AT&T is pissed that it's <laughs> <laughs> synonymous with this. <laughs> it's not a phone company, ATT. In this case, it requires apps to ask for your permission to track your act- activity. So like if you launch Facebook, you'll get a, what are they calling them? A nutrition label? Is that what they're calling them now? No, that's that's, that's the yeah, description that's in the app okay. store of right. all the different data it takes and how it uses it and stuff. This is a pop-up just like when it asks to use your location or your microphone or something like that. You just get a notification pop-up and it says allow Facebook or Nextdoor or whatever the app is to, to track your activities outside of the company's own apps or across the web. So apps yep. can still track anything you do in their app <laughs> without asking you right. it's jet or other apps they own. So Facebook for Instagram and stuff like that, Facebook messenger, they could do those things. And if they want to do it across any other apps, then they've got to ask you. So you have the option to say yes. So, but- it says allow ask app not to track or allow. There's no default. Neither one of them are bold or anything like that. And Apple is allowing companies to pop up a screen before their own screen before the notification to explain why they want to track you if they feel like it, you know, if they feel like trying to justify, you're about to get asked something that sounds terrible, but we want you to say yes, they can do that. I have a question. Is it weird that I haven't gotten a single notification or dialogue box, even though it's on, even though I've gone to Facebook specifically to, to get it, it doesn't appear. It's not in the list on the, in the settings and privacy settings. You've gone to the app. You're not just going to the site. Yeah, yeah. I've gone. I've, yeah. I even like logged out of my Facebook, uninstalled the app, reinstalled it, tried, tried to bring it to come out. Facebook in particular said it's going to take, uh, it might take up to a few weeks for it to reach everybody, which I don't know how they get away with that. Something they're doing on the back end, it's not rolling out to everybody immediately. Okay. I don't know what they're- I don't, And I don't have any, like I haven't gotten asked for any- any other app? I have nothing in my next door. will do it. It says if you've got next door. All right, I'll, I'll, I, oh. I don't, but I'll, let me try that after the after the show because I want to see what it, what the whole experience looks like. It's pretty simple. It just pop, it's exactly like the things you get for your location or something. Yep. It just pops that up. You say allow or don't allow, and then in the settings, you can go to settings, privacy, the top. Uh, up at the top, there'll be a thing about the apps tracking, and then you can turn it off for all apps where it won't even ask you anymore, or you can turn it off app by app. And 
when you decide to turn it off globally, it'll say, Hey, do you want us to revoke mm -hmm. on all the apps that you've already allowed or just leave them be, or, you know, pretty friendly experience. I just tried to open next door and it just hung on the next door logo. <laughs> it's not launching the app. Oh, we're, we're, we're trying to, to do you, you've <laughs> updated the app though, right? I do. I, before I go to bed, I go to settings and I, look for updated apps and I okay. run the updater as when I go to sleep. When you have a gazillion apps, you always have like 20 over 20 updates to install every day. And I should just get rid of some of these apps because I don't even use them. But I always think, oh, one of these days I'm going to have right. to use for a demo or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So ATT is now available. Keep an eye out for it. This is a this is a hard push by Apple. They they released a video that basically it, it isn't like, like they're not treating it as well. This is something that you might want to do. They're basically saying, Hey, these people are tracking you when you don't know it. Yep. Here's what they're doing, why they're doing it, why it's bad and why we're giving you the option to turn it off. This requires that sort of information campaign. Cause I, um, everyday rank and file users have absolutely no idea that apps are tracking what you do in other apps, where you go, when you open them, all this other, and I don't mean where you go, like your location, I mean, where you go in the app, like right. different app features you use, what ads you see, all these other things, like they're associating all this stuff with an ad ID. And if you use ad IDs and combine them with your logins and location, all those other stuff, you can build an incredibly detailed, very specific, identifiable profile yeah. of a person that is not just a random person has these properties that they know it's you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you specifically. Yeah. Um, it's not like pseudo anonymous or anything. So uh, most people don't know it. The advertising industry has is completely built around it now. Yeah. And, um, and Apple's had enough. <laughs> and it's, it's that thing that Apple said now for years where, you know, you're the product right. that, you know, and Facebook isn't selling, you know, they're, they're not selling ads. They're selling you. <laughs> and and that's what Apple yeah. is, is trying to bring to to the attention. And like Roman said before, you can some people might like those targeted ads because they you know they can be useful. Mm -hmm. But Apple is making it so all of it's the users of its products, its devices know, hey, this is happening. It's not us. We're yeah. making it easy for you to opt out. And it really feels like a like a line in the sand. I mean, they've been building towards this, and we knew it was coming. But this feels like you know Apple's just planting a flag and saying, hey, we are the. Yeah. The, the, the privacy-minded company. Yeah, they, they announced this feature at WWDC last year. It was supposed to launch with iOS 14 in the fall, and they deliberately pushed it back because they're like, because all the app developers screamed out, we need more time to like prepare for this and stuff. And they, so they said, oh, we'll, we'll kick it back to the spring, and this is the time that they've chosen to make it happen. App developers have had a lot of warning about this and what they need to do to, to change their apps and stuff. And it doesn't feel like it's going to be just an Apple thing. Like companies, you know, the iPhone is the biggest platform right now. And, you know, Facebook and, and these companies, they're, they're going to try, they're going to need to figure out a way to do the things that they want to do with advertising in a, in a, in a different, in a different yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, globally, obviously, Android's much. Well, bigger, sure, I'm worried. I'm talking but, about like specific, specific phones. Right, but yeah, any, any one phone, and it's enough of a platform, and especially enough of a platform when you start to slice it down to like how people spend money. Like it's it's right. kind of dominant for sure. in for sure. a, a segment of the most desirable money spenders, and so yeah, advertisers. 
obviously there's still a lot of ways they track people. They can still do a lot of ad targeting without tracking what you do across other apps and across other websites and stuff like that, especially someone big like Facebook. Facebook has more power to target yeah. ads just with the info collected within their own platform than kind of anyone. Yeah, this is definitely, they're, they're turning the screws on, yeah. on um, developers here. And it's ad platforms. Developers can just implement an ad platform that their app is not tracking people, but the ad platform is, right? And they're just using like sort of an API to implement an ad platform. And this, like, they may not even know <laughs> the way that your data is being scooped up. So it's it's kind of crazy. We've talked about it before in Slack where we, we try not to take sides in our coverage outside of clear opinion pieces and stuff, but we're all in. <laughs> We're all in on like this is a this is a fight that we hope Apple does well in. for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, because it, it, for one, it's optional, and for two, mm -hmm. it's it's clearly benefiting the consumer. There's nothing Apple's gaining here other than notoriety as you know the the company to go to if you want to if you if sure. you care about your privacy. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think this is the kind of thing that's going to suddenly sell a lot of iPhones. Right, exactly like everyone's right. going to go like, right. I need an iPhone because they're the private company. I right. wish people cared more about it than they do, but that doesn't seem to be the thing. If anything, I think there's going to be a portion of the population, and I'm thinking of my father-in-law here, mm -hmm. who's going, why do I keep getting these notifications? Sure. What? And, and then he's not even reading them. He just knows it pops up. Yeah. You know, and and that's probably true of the location stuff there. already. Right. Uh, fortunately, there isn't a uh, default, right? It, and it's right. a short pop-up. So you can't just click OK. There, nothing says like OK, right? right. Like right. Or something. You have to, you, you have to read, read what's, what's in, in a, front of In a way, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to choose it, choose allow it, don't allow app to track. All, all the companies that do this the most, complaining about it, are kind of telling on themselves. Because all it does is say, hey, yeah. <laughs> wants to track you. Is that okay or not? And they're saying everybody's going to pick. No, <laughs> don't allow yeah. it to ask it not to track. And it's like, well, you're just admitting that if everybody knew what you were doing, they wouldn't allow it. Like right. you're, you're relying on people having no idea what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's nefarious by definition. When you say something or someone is tracking you, you automatically yes. don't want that to occur. <laughs> It doesn't matter what if the end result is, you know, a coupon that you might not have gotten on, on somewhere else. You don't, True. you just don't want it to happen. And there's yeah. also a reason why Facebook and everyone else hasn't told us that it's going on because they know, like you just said, they yeah. know if we know, we're not going to want it. Yeah. The, the bigger issue really is that there's companies that are using all this information for completely innocent purposes still end up gathering data that gets brokered and combined with other data and used in non-nefarious purposes. That's not even their fault. So like they're just targeting an ad to you, but the ad network's building all this data and the ad network yep. company builds a profile and sells it to somebody else who combines it with other data. And then the next thing you know, they're trying to manipulate you in elections. And that's live in, yeah. in the new OS. It's, it's not really a feature of Mac OS. I don't think if you download an app from the app store in Mac OS, there's anything there. I don't but so. I bet it's coming. I bet it's yeah. going to be in the next Mac OS 12. And Safari in uh, Safari on, on Big Sur, in Big Sur and in, in Catalina, they, they 
they actively inform you of, of websites that are tracking you. There's a, when you go to the start page, it shows you those things. So there are privacy mm-hmm. things already built into Pixar. Yeah. And it seems like a logical, logical next step. So if you want more information on app tracking transparency, uh, there's an article on our website. Jason has all the details. Uh, you can get the lowdown on that. We have a link in our show notes uh, and check out our website. So other features in iOS 14.5. Is there a particular feature you really want to really want to uh, What's our favorites? Favorite features. I'll, I'll go with what mine is for sure is, and this is iOS and watchOS. You need both the updates is yeah. the ability to unlock your iPhone with your Apple watch. Mm. Yeah. It's when, awesome. When your when face ID doesn't work, they say it's when you're wearing a mask and that's what the, the use case for most people. But honestly, it's whether you have a scarf or if it's just not pointed correctly at your face, anytime face ID fails, it will, as a backup, unlock with your Apple Watch as long, and it works just like it's unlocking with your Mac. Your Apple Watch needs to be nearby, and you have to have this enabled, and it needs to it it itself needs to be unlocked, which it usually unlocks once until you take it off, and then it's unlocked. You know, I, it, this has to have saved me I don't know how many times a day. This is the world's greatest thing when I'm grocery <laughs> shopping. Yeah, and. It- I keep pulling up my grocery list and I have to that's unlock the, my phone. That's the use case right there that Drove I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> of course I'm wearing the mask because it's a grocery store. And you're either have something in your hand or you're holding the card or you're holding right. a basket and it's a pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to pull it down for face ID every time. Right. Gonna, right. I want to only type in my thing. Every, oh. So it's just been magic. <laughs> that's been magical to me. That has yeah. been the best thing. And I think it's going to really, people are going to love it in other cases like the winter and stuff like that when you just, you've got your face bundled up and. Not here in California, but places like where Mike lives, where you <laughs> it might be cold out and you might have like a scarf or something like that. Yeah, it would be nice if, all right, two things. One, it would have been nice if it came out eight months ago. But number yeah. two, it would be nice if they made this just like a standard thing, like your watch unlocks your, your, uh, your, watch unlocks your phone, period. Oh, if you're wearing, without- if, if, if you're wearing it, uh, yeah, it, it'll just seamlessly unlock and you won't have to worry about because, you know, face ID isn't foolproof. It isn't perfect. Right. I think yes, but also uh, it kind of works like that. Like it tries face ID and fails first. In my experience, it, if I'm not wearing a mask and face ID doesn't work, like if I'm not looking at it, it doesn't. The, the watch didn't always tr- like like something has to be obstructing my face mm. for it to work. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's this weird middle ground of like you can't just have it pointed at the sky. Right, right. It, That's you what do I'm saying. you do have to have some sort of face ish thing in there somewhere. It, it has right the bottom the lower half of your face has to be obstructed in some way. Yeah, maybe not even that. I don't know. I've had it work where in those situations where I was outside and the sun was behind me, and sometimes that doesn't work where it's kind of pointing at the sun, and it, it face ID obviously failed because it went to my Apple Watch. Hmm. so but there was almost nothing covering my face but Maybe so like i think it has to kind of recognize there's a face there but face id fails but i i still love it i wish it yeah, worked great, like you said feature. i wish it worked a little more like just anytime yeah but and and it uh, do this on ipad how great would this be on uh, yeah. ipad ipad and apple watch don't really work nicely together really at all yeah. and so you didn't you know it's still an iphone thing and um, it's a it's a it's a weird thing where you can't even set up an Apple Watch with an iPad still. Yeah, like I don't know why Apple doesn't allow that. And give me the other options um, to do the Apple Watch unlock the way that it works on Mac, where if I have to enter a password or something, 
I can approve it with my Apple watch. Mm, like yep. I can double tap the side button instead totally. of, cause if, if your Mac doesn't have touch ID or something like that, if face ID fails, let me do that on my watch on my yep. iphone yeah iPad. it seems like there's, there's ways that, there's places that can take this that'll make it even more convenient yeah but for a mid-cycle update this is as good as it gets yeah this is hugely good and even when the pandemic's over and we're not wearing masks all the time this will be really great for all those times when uh, people who wear a mask for their job yeah you know yeah. but also yeah. just people who it's cold or whatever yeah totally yeah yeah it's not just face masks for you know germs okay i can go next the one i have it sounds a little silly and in the whole scheme of things it's kind of a minor update but i'm actually really happy that reminders now let you sort by uh title priority due date or creation date yeah that's <laughs> huge you use reminders a lot you, you're scratching yes. your head about why it took so long and i do yeah there's this weird thing with some apps like reminders and notes and like even contacts that Apple makes these apps and they expect you to use them and then they never really update them. And there's, there, there's glaring things that are missing right. from the start. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like they created these apps, but they don't really use them. So they don't have an <laughs> idea of what's wrong with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, no, I see yeah. what you mean. And, and then they just never use them and then they never update them and they're missing basic features that you would find in third-party apps. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe they don't want to draw you away from the third-party apps. That, I don't know about but, that. But they don't sync. Yeah, but they don't sync. Right. They don't sync in with Siri and everything. It's like, if I say set a reminder, right. it's only going to work in reminders. It's not going to yeah. work in some third-party right. reminders app. So until I can set some default reminders app that works with Siri, that's just really not an option Yeah. in the same way. Uh, it was a huge deal for me when they made reminders on the on the Mac work yes. and look like reminders on the iPhone, mm -hmm. and then it, but it just made those glaring issues with sorting and stuff even more obvious. So it's nice that they're starting to figure this out. Yeah. You brought up contacts, and that's I that's I hope that's on their list. I, I should have put that in the iOS 15 wish list because contacts is really long in a tooth and. Like you can make a your emoji, your picture is not the kind of update it needs. <laughs> it needs more than that. Yeah, it needs it needs more ways to just basically manipulate the data and customize the data the way you want it. And yeah, Apple just doesn't pay attention to it. I coached my son's, or I, I did. I coached my son's baseball team last year, and I was trying to find an easy way to make a group of just the people that are on his team, and Ooh. it was really, really hard. Yeah, <laughs> that out. <laughs> and it's it's hard to open a contact and like the things you want to do most aren't as front and center and big buttoned as you'd want. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to send this person a message. Well, it's this tiny little button. Right. Sometimes right. it's below a carrot. It's, uh... So, Mike, what do you like about iOS fourteen five? Uh, well, I like both of the things that you guys talk about. Well, the reminder thing, I don't care about. Sorry, Roman. <laughs> but, I, but I like the I like the watch thing. And uh, the, the app tracking stuff is, is fantastic. Um, I have a couple of small things. Uh, one is that new. It was just it was just announced last week when they when they um, talked about the Apple TV 4K. And what it is is so you can use your iPhones if you have an iPhone 10 or later, the um, True Depth camera, the Face ID stuff. Mm -hmm. You can you can hold it up to your so your Apple TV 4K. If you go into settings and you and you click calibration, you can use your iPhone to to calibrate your TV's. Uh, color 
is it's a simple thing. And, you know, as someone who is pretty obsessive about, you know, cinematic colors and things like this, all the things that you read about 4k stuff like that, I'm constantly going into my settings and fiddling with things and, and turning on HDR, turning off HDR plus on my Samsung TV, things like that to see, you know, what's better, what's worse for different sources. And, you know, I saw, I ran this thing um, when it, when it came out and, you know, it wasn't, it, it was, it wasn't like a huge difference. Cause I, you know, like I said, I calibrate my stuff, but it was, you know, a little bit, it, it created a little bit more depth of color and uh, the color, you know, pictures were a little bit richer. Uh, it, uh, it was a little bit deeper. Black blacks were nicer. So mm -hmm. I, I used what, what Apple gave me and it's just, it's, it's a cool, smart feature. Um, I don't know if it's going to sell Apple TVs, but the coolest thing is that you don't need the new Apple TV to use it. It works with the, with the old models as well. So, you know, Apple is giving it, you know, kind of adding a little bit of value to those old machines that were too expensive to begin with. So there's that. Second one is, uh, uh, it does, does big Sur 11.3. Does that count in this conversation? Sure. Yeah. Sure. All the new updates. So, all right. Th two, two things. <laughs> I wrote about this, this yesterday on, on, uh, on Macworld. Big Sur allows you to select a, uh, a stereo paired HomePod uh, speaker pair as your default system output, which is fantastic. Yes. For some reason, it didn't, it wasn't there when it launched. I, I'll, I'll never know why, because the HomePod mini came out and, you know, they're, they're cheap enough where you can buy them and pit like, you know, you can do this with the larger HomePod, but that would have cost you 600 bucks. This is $200 and you can get a really good uh, stereo pair. Uh, you know, on its own, I, I wrote the review of the, of the HomePod Mini. On its own, it's good. With another one, it's great. You know, the bass is much deeper. It's a fuller sound. The separation is good, all that. So I bought two for my Mac and it, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, you can use it in music. You can use it in movies. You know, each individual app had it. But if you right. wanted to use it for your system, you know, which is everything, it just it, it didn't work until now, which is cool. So I'm glad that that works and I have it hooked up to my MacBook. It's just that it's so frustratingly close to be really good, but it's still like, you know, the sound cuts out here and there because airplay isn't perfect. And there's a sync issue with some videos, YouTube uh, among them. Sometimes it's like two seconds off and it's just, it's basically unwatchable. Uh, it's supposed to remember it when you, t when you, you know, take your MacBook away, bring it back. It, that doesn't always happen, mm. but the core feature here, I love. I love the ability to be able to use a, a, a stereo pair, to select a stereo pair and use it for system sounds and all the various system output stuff. So that's, uh, that's good. They just need to do some tweaking with AirPlay. I don't even know if AirPlay 2 is on the Mac. I think it is, but I'm not 100%. So I know at one point it wasn't. But whatever it is with, with uh, uh, iOS, uh, iOS, with uh, Big, whatever the hell it's going to be called, Mac OS 12. Uh, they need to do some, some changes to, uh, to airplay to make it a little bit tighter. Yeah. And there's always going to be a little bit of a delay and it's not, yeah. gonna, it won't, it's not going to matter for most things, but if you're doing stuff like games or music production or something like that, you're really not going to want to rely on something Bluetooth like this. That's got a right. little bit, that little bit of a gap, but just for your system sounds and just what the, what's playing on the YouTube or whatever, right. I, I think that's all the fine. Or like Apple Music, you know, like like I said, the sound is great and it's nice not to have to go to now. Okay, now I'm playing music. Let me go to the music app and, and hit the button and click this right. and play. Yeah. You know? So it's just it's just there works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the TV calibration thing, that's just a smart 
and, yeah. and unexpected and interesting use of their ecosystem and their, their different products together. I should mention that it doesn't actually calibrate your TV. <laughs> like, oh, so yeah, that's, that's, a, that's it's, a good it's point. just changing the output Apple of the TV. Apple TV to yeah. compensate for how your TV is set. Correct. So if you use any other device, it's still right. going to be going to go back to what you had before. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but still, that's just the, it's a great thing. I did it. I didn't, and it worked fine. It's just my TV's dialed in close enough that it, I noticed almost no difference between the before and after mm -hmm. sides of the screen, the little comparison screen, um, but it sure is easy to do. And it's, it's cool. It's a, you know, it gives you a, like a little phone image on the screen. You hold up your phone too, but it flashes a bunch of times. Yeah. Lets you, lets you easily see like before and after. Uh, it's cool. It's a, it's, a, you know, it's like, like Jason said, it's one of those um, things that, that Apple can do really well because it, it owns all of these products that work together so well. Yeah. It's, it's the sort of thing that I wish wasn't buried in settings. I, I yeah. would hope they would maybe in the next big release, just put this in the first setup process, you know, where you're putting in your Apple ID and stuff like that. It would just say, Hey, you want to calibrate your screen. And maybe like if you buy a new one, it does that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I haven't set up a new one in years because there wasn't a reason to. <laughs> and there still isn't, if you, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, one feature that I like about iOS 14.5 is I've been trying the podcast app that they've kind of revamped. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it before. I used to use Outcast. I like it a lot better. I'm so used to using Outcast, though, that I'm so used to the UI of Outcast that it's taking me a little more time to adjust to the UI of po the podcast app. But I like it better than the UI I had before. And there's a lot more emphasis on finding new shows. It does a pretty good job of, you know, seeing what, what's in your library and then selecting shows that you might be interested in. But I'm still getting used to how it presents what's in your library. Whereas on Outcast, it was pretty much up front. Here it's a little more, there's a little more navigation involved, but I like it a lot better than before. I'm gonna, I might start using it more than Outcast. Did they, did they roll out? I don't use podcasts, but did they, did they roll out the um, podcast subscriptions with this? The software for users is there, but, but there can right. be no subscription podcast yet. They're, that's rolling okay. out in May. Yeah, so that program starts up next month. But all the little visual stuff is is there that they talked about. Yeah, all the other sort of visual changes and stuff to the podcast app is there. Yeah, and the visual changes I like a lot. I mean, even though that's it's more kind of cosmetic, so to speak, than practical. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's nice. It's a lot good. nicer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot nicer execution than before. Uh, if if you're using a third party podcast app, you might want to try the podcast. Apple's podcast app. It's weird to call it podcast because you know what I mean? Because it's uppercase podcast, lowercase podcast, a generic term and then the <laughs> app. And it's just really confusing. Yeah. Uh, along the lines of visual changes, um, news, news plus or news, the news plus section of news. If you want to talk about weird, weird uh, construction of things, right? Uh, that's that's gotten a bit of a of a visual navigational update on on the Mac, which is it's it's good. I I, I have News Plus because I subscribe to Apple One Premiere uh, with my family, and I use it occasionally. But this is much nicer as far as like the way your magazines are organized and finding stuff and presenting it. It makes it this makes it a little, little bit easier to find. And uh, Apple Music has some new stuff too. Most notably, like you can share 
like song clips and lyrics with with people, which is you yeah, know, like fun yeah, you can thing. share them in messages or on social yeah. media or whatever. It is. So okay. you know, little things that you know they're not groundbreaking, but um, this was a it, it was a really nice fourteen point five was just a very impressively solid upgrade. And I haven't even mentioned my favorite iPad feature, which is the, you can the, the the Apple logo is the right way when you restart and it's a docked. <laughs> yeah it's full of it's just full of small i mean there's a couple of big features but it's full of small little features um it it feels weird because 14.4 was like not much of anything right so far 14.6 nobody's noticed anything there's nothing even in there at all (laughs) Um, bug bug fixes optimizations but yeah this was a it was a good one it kind of reminded me of the day this was before my time but the days of like mac os 8.5 when it would be like a mid-cycle update that didn't, it didn't change the the overall aesthetic of the OS, but it changed enough where it felt like you were getting something fresh and new on your old device. What else, what else do you guys like about the new updates for the operating systems? Oh. You got new, new emoji. Those are you know, it's always fun uh, to have new emoji. Yeah. I'm not going to discount that. That's people yeah. love emoji. There's some good <laughs> stuff in there. The woman with a beard emoji. <laughs> there's a there's a bearded lady kind of thing there's flaming hearts there's you know yeah. all kinds of stuff and, dizzy uh, or whatever the uh, air is if you, if, you, if you bought an air tag you have no choice but to uh but to use mm. this true sure we yep. should clarify that if if you are getting air tags you have to update uh your operating systems and i don't i don't use siri enough to care about the voice but there's a new couple new voices those are cool. Is, you know, They're worth yeah. checking out. Um, if you go into a series voice setting in the series settings, you pick a voice. There used to just say male and female. Mm-hmm. Now it says voice one, voice two, voice three, and voice four. So it's yeah. two new voices and they took male and female labels off of them. And notably, they are when you first set up your iPhone, it's going to ask you what voice you want. And you, and you pick one instead of just defaulting you to that female voice. So that's kind of nice inclusivity change but also yeah. just some of the voices sound kind of cool um it, it's it's fun to change it up sometimes well we have lists of what's new in the operating system updates on our website if you want more information on what's included uh, check our show notes for the links you could you know check macworld.com we have information on mac os 11.3 ios 14.5 Check those out if you want more information. And that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 740. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via the podcast app on Spotify or whatever app you use for podcasts. You have any comments or questions? Send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or you can contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.